0: Oh, <laughs> oh. up everybody this is gratitude unfiltered and i am your host joshua t Berglund. i am not really set up yet how are you guys doing <laughs> it's good to see you happy friday um what time is it it is early it's almost three o'clock p.m pacific time and uh we are live really happy to be here um i'm gonna actually go have fun today so i'm gonna do an early show but uh, really really excited to be here hope you guys have had an amazing week want to give a shout out really quick uh, to the podcast audience, the online radio audience, the streaming uh, the streaming networks all over the world. Welcome. Thank you guys so much. You guys can join in the conversation here. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered, um, but we're live everywhere. What's up, Callie? Good to see you, my friend. Bobby, good to see you, buddy. Um, I know you're here early. I think I'm on your time zone, though. Are you at happy hour right now? What's up, Tay? Good to see you. You are in my prayers, my friend. Um, I hope you get feeling better. What's up, Janine? Good to see you guys. So I'm reading, um, I'm actually reading two books at one time, which is fascinating. And I've been, as I've shared before, like, look, my beliefs are well known. I, I, I am a follower of Christ. Um, and I really believe that Jesus came to teach us and show us what is really available for us in this world and we are not limited by rules not limited by religion not religion not 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 limited by judgments like we really are free beings to be extraordinary we all get to be extraordinary we all get to be joyful happy loving caring and yet Somewhere over the course of time and history, and well before I was even on this planet, uh, there was powers to be that didn't want things to be that way. There was people that didn't want us to unite. There was people that didn't want us, well, to love each other. And as I shared last night on the show, you know, embracing and and, and getting and, and accepting people for our the differences that we have allows us to see just how similar we really are. I mean, think about that. Like, What makes us different is what makes us beautiful, but in the process of doing that, we discover, oh my gosh, I'm not so different than Miller, Sammy Miller here. I'm not so different than Jimmy. I'm not so different than Lauren Harris. I'm not so different than Bobby or Tay or Callie, where you are, there you are. Good to see you guys. Um, We are the same, but we get to celebrate our differences in order to discover, wow, we are pretty amazing. We are a pretty amazing species. We are pretty amazing human beings. And especially after we get this this hatred and bitterness and brokenness and hurt and, and discrimination and judgment and anger and hostility, when we get rid of this, we become free and we become love and we get to Just be who God created us to be. We get to be, uh, shout out to the power of we, uh, which by far, uh, Lauren Harris uh, is the creator and the mind behind this event called the power of we. That is by far the greatest event I've ever been a part of. They just had their event in Atlanta. I wasn't there. I was a part of the Chicago event, but it is celebrating. It's celebrating who we are as God's people, no matter our differences, no matter our bo- differences in beliefs, like it, it's celebrating us. It's celebrating we and who we get to be together. So I'm reading a book called Illuminata: A Return to Prayer, and it has some of the most powerful prayers I have ever in my life read. Um, I, I just I, I'm 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 floored by this book. I finished The Way of the Warrior, and and again, just such a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, but this power of prayer book has been really, really amazing. So I want to do part two, which is in continuation, got my collar all jacked up. Um, it's a continuation of, uh, what we were talking about yesterday. So I'm going to get right into it. Uh, Maria, good to see you. Callie always break Callie. I know your name's Brandy, but you're on here. If I shout you out as Callie, (laughs) if I say Brandy, no one's going to know who I'm talking about until you just did that uh what's up darian i'm keeping some of my fire so darian you've been on fire all day today i don't know where you're getting the energy from (laughs) but patience good to see you all right let's get into this so the history of the world is the history of control by institutions individuals and ideas over masses of people who finally rise up against the control and then avoid or not the temptation to try and control as they were being as they were once were controlled seizing sometime seizing someone's soul is the ultimate form of control because without the soul we are without love without our love we are without our power I love that because the theme for the last week of show, two weeks of shows has been just how amazingly powerful love is. And I'm not talking about the the, the love that is fueled through lust. I'm talking about just the love of, of, of one, being able to love ourselves and then and, 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 and returning that and being able to love others and and that the expression of love being a selfish, love, a selfless love, the sacrificial love, the love of acceptance, the love of truth, the love of just being who you are. I had the privilege of being on Ivan's podcast um, earlier today, and we just had this brilliant conversation. And by the way, if he asks you to be on his podcast, be on his podcast. It's really he does a great job interviewing. I, I to be honest, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked um, just because I don't like being interviewed. And I really enjoyed the experience very much. But a lot of what we were talking about was truth and like just showing how beautiful, like it's amazing how beautiful your ugly-ass flaws are. Uh, Forgive me, forgive me. Your ugly flaws are because they are beautiful. Your scars are beautiful because it shows us who you really are. And like I love, I love like, like I'm really starting to appreciate all of my scars. And, and it's so freeing because when you, once you fall in love with your scars and you fall in love with like the, 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 the hurt and the, the suffering that you've gone through and you fall in love with those moments and you learn to appreciate them and be grateful for them, they have this amazing way of just transforming your life. And it's so beautiful. Hey, Tamar, good to see you. I hope you're feeling better. I got like five names. I know you're hard to keep up with, Darian. Um, millions of us are now reaching out for our lost, buried souls. And once we begin the search, we are bound to find them. The game has been to keep us from looking by constantly attacking our uh, or attaching our eyes to something else, invalidating our personal radar. So, you guys all know what a personal radar is. Who, who has a personal radar? I'm sure we all do. So I know I swear jar. I owe $5. I said a the A word. It's in the Bible, but yeah, I owe $5 to a charity. Dead gummit. So, since you called me out, Callie, what charity am I donating to? Tell me. Dead gummit. I got busted. Uh-huh. So, by the way, I have a swear jar. So, if anyone catches me swearing, uh, call me out and I'm going to donate $5 to your charity. So I didn't mean to slip. had I've been around too many people that are cursing. Anyway, but that personal radar you have, that guidance system that's telling you you know, right from wrong or you're going, something's not right here. Something's not right. Something's up with this. That's what I'm talking about when I read that statement. Scars are your life's natural tattoos that have no ink. That's so beautiful. Yeah, you know what, Darian? You have the potty mouth, my friend. (laughs) Will you plug it, please? Callie, will you put the website on there so I can make a donation? Thank you. (laughs) What's up, Really? How do you say your name? Redelia? What's up, Redelia? Um, Okay. We are now starting to see the game for what it is. We must respect ourselves enough at last to absolutely know what we know. Something is wrong, we can feel it. We must hold on to the conviction of the heart, not the brain. The heart is the light of the world. The mind goes insane without the guidance of the heart. I was talking the other day about how the mind, I think the mind, the mind that we probably should pay attention to the brain is the one in our stomach, not the one in our head, because this thing has this crazy way of lying to you and, and, and misleading you or, or or just giving you like false. I just think that when we have this sense and we're, we're you know, we, we allow the spirit to to guide us, that's where the truth is. I don't, I just think this brain, like we, we, it, it's so complex and it's so all this stuff but in the end it just kind of lies to us like it allows us to think but i don't think it allows us to really make decisions that well so that's what this is saying here intellect must bow to our godly impulses we've been impregnated by the divine idea and out of the womb of our mature consideration will come when the time is ripe with the birthing of a better world We are preparing to give birth to the people we were meant to be how many of us are screaming right now knowing that we are supposed to be something more than we're being like we know how many of us are the way that we are showing up in the world is is like we know that there's more we know that there's more and but there's something getting in our way there's something holding us back like how many of you are dealing with this what is this oh very cool. That's so nice to hear. Thank you. My daddy always told me never follow your heart in emotional decisions because it's deceitful. You know, I, I know with that statement about the heart, like it, it is funny because like our heart, like we, we make emotional decisions and stuff like that. I personally think that our like our intuition and our gut is really the thing that guide us because it's never wrong, unless of course you've had a bunch of Mexican food um, and a bunch of hot sauce or been drinking a lot of beer or you know tequila or whatever or you're under the influence of something. I don't, you're you're I don't think you should listen to that. But your brain, it does it does it misleads us all the time. But I've always heard that you know a woman's intuition is really really strong. Um, and I mean, from my experience, <laughs> it's usually right. <laughs> and I'm not in the bout to go into confession mode about anything right now. But, you know, it's typically, you know, I mean, of course, I've been falsely accused a lot. But there were some other times that, you know, there's just like a hunch going, like something just wasn't right. And then I get called out about it. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And it ends up being true. But I mean, I think men have the same thing. I mean, we do know. And if we're led by the spirit. Man, I just believe that that is the ultimate truth. Like that's that's the truth. And if you have trouble like being guided by your spirit or you don't know what that means, I would like to suggest that maybe there's a lot of things that are suppressing your spirit, like toxins or our behavior or maybe it's toxic relationships. Maybe it is just an overconsumption of alcohol or maybe it's narcotics or you know, I mean heck, I know people that are that now it's probably not the appropriate time for a rant about the pharmaceutical industry, but I mean, even when you start reading stuff about antidepressants and what that does to the pineal gland and what it does to our systems, like that in itself has this way. Like I remember when I was taking a bunch of medication for mental health issues and believe me, like it was insane. The amount of medication that I was on, like I hated it. Like all the medication that I was taking, I swear to you, it, Like I'm not justifying this by any means and I'm not making excuses. I'm not, I'm not because I just, I think they're both wrong. But when I was on those pharmaceutical drugs, it made me want to do drugs more because I didn't feel like me. Like, so what? I'm a little crazy. So what? I'm a little high energy. So what? I think differently. So what? I'm like, you know, just different and (laughs) hyper and all over the place and like maybe because what i'm doing or surrounding myself really doesn't interest me like i think adhd is like the biggest freaking lie ever told to man because i think when we start removing you know bad things from our diet we remove drugs from our diet we remove or we and we start doing things that we're passionate about it's funny how adhd just goes away like why is it that adhd i'm going on a tangent bear with me Why is it that ADHD and we we take this drug that's meth and we take it to help us focus, but yet why is it that most people have with ADHD have two different things? They're either all over the place, scatterbrained, or they have this ability to hyperfocus. Why is that? Oh, yeah, it's because when they're hyperfocusing, they're doing it for something that they're actually interested in. You're not crazy. Quit giving your kids meth, parents. Quit. Like, ah tangent um but we're, we are poisoning ourselves with our thoughts the things that we consume and that sometimes is keeping us from being able to be guided by the spirit i know i had a hard time with that when i had a bunch of resentments and anger and hatred and, and rage and and also trying to keep up with all of the lies that i was living no wonder i couldn't connect to the holy spirit plus i didn't know how to tell which voice was real and as I've talked about, I think it's a lie. Hi, Bonnie, good to see you. I don't like maids and ADHD is a joke. Yeah, you know what, and diet, sugar, by the way, if you're if you're bipolar or think you're bipolar or have ADHD or think you have ADHD, eliminate sugar. start there, it works wonders. Um, anyway, I lost my train of thought, sorry. Hi, darling, good to see you. Um, I lost my train of thought. I hate it when I do that. Multitasking like that sometimes gets me. Forgive me. All right, back to what we were talking about. <laughs> okay, intellect must bow to our godly impulse. We have been impregnated by the divine idea and out of the womb of our mature consideration will come. When the time is right, the birthing of a better world. We are preparing to give birth to the people we were meant to be. Every age has its members who watch the show of history from the sidelines. Like, how many of you are just watching life go on? You're stuck on that hamster wheel of hell. You're stuck on that hamster wheel of misery, of pain and suffering, and you can't get off. But you're over there on the sidelines, going in this circle, this never-ending circle. Yet everyone else is like that's around you. Like, there's action takers. You're like, I want that life. I want that life on stage. I want to be. I want to be in a movie, or I want to. I want to run a company, or I want to i want this i want that yet but we're on this hamster wheel over here on the sidelines because i don't think anyone really just sits on the sideline i just mean that they're they're just stuck on a hamster wheel but people are waking up to what's possible and knowing that you were meant for more and if you don't believe that you were meant for greatness send me a dm let's have a conversation because god did not create you to be average God did not create you to be anything more than an example. Like the perfect example of what God created you to be was Jesus. God didn't create Jesus and send Jesus down here on earth to hang out with us. To He, he didn't do that so, like just to play games with us. He didn't do that to mock us. We have everything available for us. We can be as Christ-like as we could possibly be. We can strive for it. We'll never, ever get there. I just don't believe that's possible. But I do know that it's available for us. Christ is the perfect example of a human walking this earth of who we get to be. That's freaking great. That is powerful. That is the highest version of yourself. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to talk about spiritual gifts too. They're all available for you. Some of you are healers some of you have the gift of word i don't know anyone has the gift of celibacy i really (laughs) i still that gift that one still trips me out um i don't understand that one but some of you are just sitting on these extraordinary gifts that are just waiting for you to use them just waiting for you and it's available for you like that christ is the perfect example of what's available for you on this earth and again If you don't believe Christ didn't exist, you need to. The evidence, the research, the history is there. Even if you don't believe he's the Savior, you can't argue that he didn't exist. And here's the thing here's the beautiful thing about this. Even atheist historians know that not only did Christ walk this earth, he performed miracles. That's a fact. It's a fact, it's not debatable. He also died on a cross, it's a fact. And it's also a fact that hundreds of people thought and believed that they were communicating with Jesus after he died. Those are all historical facts that cannot be argued, you cannot debate it, it's historical record. So even if you don't believe that he rose again, even if you don't wanna believe he died for your sins, but he was, he was absolutely murdered for what he was teaching us. He did die for us. It's indisputable. Now, you don't have to believe in the supernatural power of him if you don't want to, but the fact is he existed, and he is a perfect example of what we get to be on this earth, what's available for all of us if we want it. All right, sorry, another tangent. Okay. But there, within every generation, a group, who will survive and move to the drama of, wait, and move the drama of human history forward. So let me read that again. But there is within every generation a group that will survive and move to the drama of human, that will move the drama of human history forward. God, I can't even read my own writing. In fact, we will redefine history. More and more and more, every time I do a show, I have a new person that comes to me that i swear to you is someone that's going to be a part of that group that changes the world this may be controversial and i'm sure some of you bible scholars can come and trash me that's fine but here's the thing i really believe in my heart that yeah the world's changing fast i really do but this whole like You know, I I just right now I'm having a hard time really believing that the earth is going to destroy itself. And like my my version of what this rapture is, maybe a little bit different. And again, I don't want to state anything for fact, but I do know that there's an awakening happening. And I do know that we have an opportunity as a human race to rise above this average, mundane bullcrap existence that we're living. And when I say bullcrap existence, what I mean is. Living less than what we were created to be, settling for less than we were be, when we were meant to be great. We were meant to be way higher versions of ourselves than we show up to be. And if you think you're just kicking butt at life and everything's great, I'd love to ask you, what more can you do in this world to help? Who can you help? Who can you love more? What judgment can you reverse, this judgment of other people, this discrimination? the the um, you know fat shaming whatever it may be what is it that you can change what part of your what part of your life your life can you put a light on to go you know what i can show up in a loving in a loving way better in this area of my life there that that, 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 that there's there's always a way to improve for all of us all of us and we get to be honest about that. We get to look in the mirror and go, what can I improve? Like, what can I do today better than I did yesterday? Who can I love a little bit more? Because in the end of all of the commandments and of all the, the, the little the, the rules of the world, the universal laws, the one to me that's the most beautiful is love. Love is But the only way to truly love is one, to be able to love yourself, and then ultimately drop the judgments, drop the resentments, drop the anger and love. That person that hurts you, that person that calls you names, the person that criticizes you or hates you or judges you, the most powerful thing in the world that you can do is love them harder. And if you're kind of a masochist, it's kind of a fun way to torture people that don't like you too because i promise you people don't like it when they don't like you they don't really like it very much when you just love them they don't they don't they can't stand it they kill them with kindness i it it, it's amazing to see like in practicing this i man i've had some fights with some people poof and but it's amazing how or been attacked and i've had some things said about me and like I'm an easy target because I talk about all kinds of stuff that (laughs) that make me like, there's a lot to criticize. Honestly, there's a lot to make fun of me for. There's a lot to criticize me for. There's a lot to judge me for. Go ahead. Say everything you want to call me. Like you can call me anything you want and I'm just going to love you. I'm going to love you because I know deep down inside, I'm just revealing something about yourself that you don't like. That's true. It's true for all of you. Like when you're sitting around complaining about your girlfriend or your wife, and you're talking about all these things that you don't like about her, do you realize that you're basically saying what you don't like about yourself? Think about that for a second. I, yeah, you know what, Brandy? You're the queen of that. <laughs> less judging, less labeling, more love amazing awakening keep up the tangent it's great love it what can we do for others what can we do to help someone find salvation in Christ beautiful how can I show others love more love these are questions we should be asking ourselves that's so good that's so good Uh, come come from the vibration of love we are all one yes we are all one yes we are all one like Anyway, I, I did that tangent last night. I'm not gonna do a love tangent now. <laughs> it's Friday. I'm gonna go easy on you guys. <laughs> I hate th- I can't say this word. life perpetuates itself through inter- wait, life perpetuates itself through energetic outbursts, much as an engine turns over being turned on. The earth, which reflects our moods and ways, The ancients understood, but the modern mind has forgotten, is now bursting forth in seemingly chaotic ways. It is trying to grow. It is trying to return to paradise. We have the power to affect those changes, to harness the energy of the earth and turn its outburst into positive expression, because the energy of the earth is also within us. The way we worship of genuine spiritual devotion to the Almighty God are rites by which we alchemize our world both with and without. As we transform the energies inside ourselves, we transform the energies of the earth. Prayer, they talk about prayer, like pr- praying two or more that energy, that vibration, that, that coming together, it, it, it's powerful. It's, it's why going to a rock concert or whatever music you listen to is like so powerful. It's why going to a worship service at church can be so powerful when everyone's singing. It's funny, because like where I grew up in Oklahoma in church, I don't think everybody sings. Like They just kind of sit around with their hands in their pocket. It's funny out here in California, (laughs) it's like every church that I've been to, everybody's rocking out, everyone's praising, everyone's worshiping together. And it's really, really beautiful because it's this amazing expression and the energy and the love that is expressed through that is wonderful. And, and it's a beautiful thing to see happen together. I also think that because people in Oklahoma, like where I'm from, I think they go to church because they think they have to. And they think that, you know, cause that's like the thing to do. And then afterwards you just go out and get hammered, and, you know, or Saturday night you go out and get hammered, then you, you know, do your thing. And then you show up to church and then you go to happy hour and then you know, whatever. Anyway, you get the point. I think people, the thing about going to church in California that I've noticed is no one really gives a crap if you go to church or not. You go because you want to go. And when you're going to go to church, well, since you're there, you might as well worship, right? No one just goes for the, the heck of it, at least not that I know of. We have the power to offset those changes, to harness the energy of the earth and turn its outburst into positive expression because the energy of the earth is also within us. The way we worship of genuine spiritual devotion to the almighty God are rights by which we alchemize our world both within and without. As we transform the energies inside ourselves, we transform the energies of the earth. This is why we must put aside our differences, live in truth, and start focusing outward. Only love can counter the hate that is metastasized. I can't say that word, metastasized. Like cancer eating away at humanity. Hatred itself is the problem. Not this group or that group. Okay, so I want to address this like we're late. So even in, how do I want to say this? Okay. I keep talking about like religion and how it divides us and politics, how it relies us and like, or how it divides us. And like, everything is and we're divided by races. We're divided by religion or who we love or our nationalities. We were, we're, we're divided in neighborhoods and like, it's just, it's insane to me, but that's all like looking at it from a negative side, but even when we're like on the good guy side, we are labeling like the hate groups. And I understand they are hate groups, but the group is not the problem. It's hatred in general. And we overcomplicate things sometimes because we're, we're trying to like 10 steps to everything. But in the end, it just really gets simple. It's more simple than we make it life is about love life is about acceptance life is about forgiving and also like the hate like look and looking at the things that we get to change in this world the only way to fight hatred is with love not more hatred not more rage not dropping more bombs I think one of the most difficult things in the world to be, and I can't speak of this firsthand, but I'm because I'm friends with so many different people from different races and different backgrounds, different countries, like I've got to think that being an African-American woman is probably one of the toughest things in the world to be. Like I, this is why I love Oprah so much because what Oprah has had to overcome is just, I, I can't even imagine. I had someone tell me like what I overcome was a lot. I'm like, I'm a white dude in America. I had every luxury afforded to me that you can imagine. I just didn't appreciate it. And I'm not, I'm not white shaming myself because I'm not that guy. But I do know as a white dude in America, I got a maid. Just saying. Just saying. I look like a serial killer. Bald head, beard, got tattoos all over me. I mean, I can look like a menacing mother trucker. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, But no one's going to bat an eye at me. Like no one's going to think anything. I can walk into a grocery store with two bags. No one's going to stop me. They're not. No one's going to say a word. But, because I've witnessed it, if you're a black guy, black woman, and you come into like a CVS or a Walgreens with a bag, guess what? Guess where that bag's going. You're you're not going to be allowed to do it. It, It's tough. I lost my but, oh, I know what I was going to say. The, but one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen in my life, and you can tell like when I've seen a security guard walk over to the African-American woman or the African-American family, and I see a security guard walk over and it's kind of like kind of accusatory of how they're showing up and like what they're, like, and what they're doing. They're accusatory of like assuming that they're going to steal something. They're stereotyping, right? They're profiling whatever word you want to use. One of the most powerful things I've ever seen in my life is when that family, that woman, that man, show nothing but love and respect to that officer that's treating them like they're second-class citizens. The only way to fight hate is with love, not more hate. Only love can counter the hate that has metastasized, like cancer eating away at humanity. Hatred itself is the problem, not this group or that group. Hatred is the cancer that threatens the survival of our species. The only antidote is God, our Father, and the only medicine is love. With every prayer and every thought of love, we release the light that will cast out the darkness. So the point of this message today is this going into this weekend, going into your Friday night, I want to encourage you, regardless of your faith or your beliefs, I want to encourage you from in everything that you can do this weekend, come from a place of love. Someone cuts you off in traffic. If someone cuts in front of you at the bar, when you're waiting to get an overpriced drink, when somebody maybe is not as nice to you, when that Lyft driver is a little crazy and smells bad and is not that nice to you, show up with love. I want to encourage you like, no matter how much it tortures you this weekend, no matter how much, it, you know, maybe inside you're feeling nasty, try with everything in you to come from a place of love. Love with your words, love with your action. It could be helping somebody across the street. It could be opening the door for somebody. It could be a gentle smile. It could be, how are you? You look pretty today, or you look handsome. I wanna encourage you to work and come from a place of love. And I would love to get feedback from you. Like for some of you guys that are coming, you know, like you're all, you know, a little bit stressed out. It's been a tough week from you. The only thing that you wanna do right now is just to get in a bottle of something. Almost said something inappropriate. Um, get in a bottle of something and um or or maybe while out a little bit and you're stressed out, maybe you want to kick your dog, maybe you know you, you want to be short with your wife because maybe you guys didn't get along this morning. I want to encourage you, no matter how much it tortures you, no matter how much it tortures you inside, I want to encourage you with everything in you to come from a place of love. Like make a commitment to stand in love this weekend. And I know this may not be the most macho thing in the world to talk about and probably not what you expected to hear from me. But in the end, love is the ultimate freedom. Love is the ultimate gift that we all get to share. Celebrate each other's differences this weekend. In fact, the more different that you find somebody this weekend, you meet somebody that looks different. Uh, Maybe they talk different, have a different accent. I want to encourage you to engage them in conversation. And maybe if they don't respond to you the way that you want, just handle it with love and let it go. I want love to be on your hearts as you go into the weekend. I want love to be in your mind, your heart, and your soul, in, in your, your words, your actions, your expressions. Be, be about love this weekend and, and try it on for size. See how you feel. And I, on Monday, if you want, I'd love your feedback. Like how you feel? What was it? What was the difference that was made for you this weekend? What changed for you this weekend that over the weekend where you led with love? You 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 led with your heart instead of your brain, your ego, your your anger, your rage, your resentments, any of that stuff. What is it? Like, how was your when you were leading with your heart? How were things different from you? How about this? How about this weekend? We also really, really get comfortable with telling ourselves that we love each other in the mirror. I'd love to challenge some of you. I'd like to challenge you, if some of you already do it because I hear about it, but I'd like to challenge you to look in the mirror and say wonderful, nice things about you. Say the things that if you were standing in front of God, what God would say about you. What God would say about you, because see, unlike humans that sometimes have a hard time seeing past all the, the pain and the agony and the anger and the resentment, unlike humans, God sees us all past all of that. Gets in the middle, gets, out, gets in there and goes, ah, that's the heart. That's the brandy I created. That's the grace I created. That's the Bonnie I created. That's the Rhonda I created. Let your heart shine this weekend. Let your heart lead. Express love to anyone and everyone. I'm not telling you to go jump in bed with people. Let love be the theme of your weekend. And let me know how you feel on Monday. God bless you guys. Thank you for your support this week. It's been a great week of shows. You guys have been such a massive, um, you guys are the show, by the way, like I'm up here talking, but without you guys, this would be not the same. Um, so I just want to thank you guys for your participation across all the platforms. You make it so much fun. I I love, there's nothing I love doing more than this and I cannot express my gratitude enough, um, for making this show what it is. So thank you guys. Um, (laughs) <laughs> thank you grace God bless you too love you too Sammy thank you Brandy thank you you're amazing <laughs> Redelia is that I hope you say that name I said I said the a word I didn't mean to my mom's gonna get on to me too by the way and I have I paying five dollars the swear jar I really listen I'm gonna go on another tangent <sighs> I like I get to own up to my own mess and I'm somebody that had the worst mouth you can imagine. And I've been doing so well with not cursing. I haven't really cursed on this show. I dropped a hell and the other day, but, uh, and then I did an a word today. I don't want to have pay another five dollars. <laughs> and you know, and I, and I like not cursing. I really do. And then I, of course I've allowed myself, I've had been having some conversations with people that curse and now It's like in my head and so now it's coming out of me a little bit and but I don't want to do anything ever to to take away from what I stand for and in the end what I stand for is my my belief um, in Jesus and, and 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 what Jesus did for all of us you know and whether you want to believe that or not that man was sacrificed for you whether you want to accept it or not he was and you know and he to me is somebody worth following and and if anything that i do takes away from you know my testimony and where i stand like i don't like that because i'm proud of what i've come across I, i'm i'm like i'm probably the most proud person in the world to say that that christ took me from somebody that went from being you know abandoned physically and sexually and verbally abused, to becoming the abuser, to becoming the, 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 the drug abuser, to becoming the sex abuser, to becoming like, the, like the, all the, the horrific things that I did, all the times in jail, all the, the failures, all the broken hearts and all the pain that I've inflicted on others. Like I was about as dark and gross and disgusting as it gets. I didn't respect my body. I didn't respect what God created me to be. And for most of my life, yet I get to be an example of what Christ can do in someone's life. And so I do, like some people say, like language doesn't mean that much. And man, words are powerful, man. If I am is a powerful word, so is the F word. There's not a single word that will come out of your mouth that does not have some kind of power to it. That's why I'm harping on speaking from a place of love and speaking from a place of acceptance and speaking from a place of understanding and compassion. Because odds are, that person that's being mean to you, that person that's rude to you, probably has nothing to do with you. Like even the person that may be making fun of you or saying mean things to you, It's just a reflection of how they feel about themselves. So if you're that person that's saying the mean words, now's a good time as ever to walk in front of the mirror and have a conversation. All right, I'm out of here. Happy weekend. God bless you guys. And uh, thank you for the support. Bye.